there we go. Okay, cool. So I've started recording. So hi everyone. On today's Women in Sneakers, we have the amazing Audrey from Sneaker Freaka. She's the managing editor and she's going to tell us about her career so far. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Nice to um, be on. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And also thank you for accommodating with the different time zones. I really appreciate it. It's really nice to have someone from the other side of the world coming on. Um, so literally that side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> then you're wearing like a jacket and I'm like talking about how I'm like melting. And you're like, it's cold here, and I'm like, it's freezing. Well, hang on, not not kind of London freezing, but um I'm I'm back based in Melbourne at currently and um yeah it's, it's melbourne cold okay melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess you want to start by giving us a bit of background on your career how you became managing editor of sneaker freaker and maybe give us a little bit of an overview of what a managing editor does cool of course well starting way back you know i feel really old when i kind of talk about you know the, the kind of the start of my career but um i i did start in the in the communications realm so i i couldn't decide whether i wanted to get into marketing and um, that brand strategy or journalism so i um, took both avenues typically me um and you know um here i am like almost 15 years later uh, working for for a brand that i've loved um you know since its, its inception you know back in you know the early 2000s um but yeah as I mentioned, my career spanned across marketing and journalism. I worked for a design and fashion publication um, before Sneaker Freaker. I've also um, consulted, took some time away and, and consulted for a few brands while I travelled with my partner. And it was great to, you know, be able to work while travelling in some really phenomenal spaces and being super inspired by different cultures and, um, you know, different environments. Um, joining Sneaker Freaker, I think it was just by fluke. Like I, I came back to live in Melbourne and um, was actually out for a run and was happened to, you know, stop for a second, have my phone. I saw a job coming up and reached out to, to Woody, who is the man behind Sneaker Freaker. And um, he's just like, hang on a sec, you'd be bored in this job. The managing editor roles just come up and I think you'd be perfect for it. It was literally, you know, a few days yeah. um, after, you know, the, the person was looking to move on. So uh, it was just super organic and it was a really um, kind of easy kind of transition into what I was doing. Like it was nothing foreign for me, the sneaker industry, like, you know, sneakers are definitely, well, you know, a person's identity and absolutely, you know, part of, part of who I am. Um, working for Sneaker Freak is definitely a whole other realm. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a whole other world, um, you know, rather than being like someone that, you know, picks and chooses their sneakers and buys what they're connected to. They're actually storytelling to millions of people around the world. Um, and, and, you know, deep diving and really beautiful storytelling, um, as well as, you know, speaking about, you know, what's hot and what's going on every single minute of the day. So, yeah, that's how I kind of got into um, working for Sneaker Freaker and a bit about my career. So, it's, yeah, it's quite diverse and it's just the way I like it. And I guess as the managing editor, um, it's everything from working quite closely with our editorial team. You know, I don't get on the tools as often as I, I used to and kind of get writing. I kind of, you know, pick and choose and, and, and just see what I connect with on that front. But it's also working quite closely with Woody on the, on the you know, backbone and 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 the pillars that make up sneaker freaker and seeing how we can kind of keep evolving um as a global business amazing 
I mean, yeah. yeah, like, as you said, like, Sneaker Fruka is, like, huge, and it's not just talking about the latest hype, it's actually, yeah, giving people, it's informative, it's like a dictionary for, like, sneakers in the sneaker industry, like, if you ever want to know anything about anything sneakers, you can literally go on Sneaker Fruka and you're like, right, it's there, and it's like a tool that people can use to educate themselves, so that's something that I really like about the brand and how they talk about the sneaker industry. Um, with that in mind, as you said, you've got like a wealth of experience in kind of like communications and marketing and you kind of like um, consulted for a couple of brands. What was your like first ever campaign or like your favorite campaign that you worked on um, that like sticks in your mind? My first ever campaign, God, I can't even really think about what that was, but one campaign that, that comes to mind was actually a recent one that I worked on. Um, this year pre-COVID um, yeah. while working for, with Sneaker Freak was actually for Hummel. So, yeah. you know, Danish brand, they're almost celebrating 100 years. So um, I was able to, to work with their team on, a, on, you know, launching a new silhouette called the Reach Alex 6000. Um, and, you know, we came on board to conceptualise um, every visual element of, of this campaign and actually you know, produce and creative direct and roll out and implement everything. So I, th I think for me, that was, and that was pre-COVID and I literally got to visit Copenhagen for the first time and I'd never been to Denmark um, and Copenhagen was a city that I've wanted to visit for a long time. So I was able to, you know, visit a place that I had admired. I love Danish design. So um, that was really cool. Um, but just the energy around that particular campaign and it was literally happening the day the city shut down with COVID, wow. um, and I flew and I flew out of there at that time. So I guess that was a very memorable um, campaign. And also working with a brand that has a hundred years, like a hundred years behind them, was yeah. such a phenomenal um, project to work on and a um, really amazing new silhouette to celebrate for them. So that's something that I've worked on recently. Um, I guess on the campaign front, yeah, kind of. God, there have, there have been like quite a few amazing campaigns like you know working with you know in the sneaker sphere like working with Nike to communicate um, new drops on their end and you know working with athletes and everyone from fashion designers and street artists so yeah there are quite a few goodies out there amazing <laughs> um, yeah. from one of, so from that it was like what was like coolest most interesting campaign you've worked on and I guess like the Hummel was what was interesting for you but like I guess maybe like who are like some of the most interesting and um, probably, I guess, fun people that you've had to like interview or interact with? Like you said, you've worked with kind of like from fashion designers, to, like athletes, like are there any like favorites or people that have like stuck with you that you've kind of worked with? I, I interviewed Rick Owens actually back in the day. So obviously like that from, a, from an interview point of view, it's been, you know, street artists that don't normally run interviews to, you know, skaters that don't know how to, you know, don't want to talk to media often and doing those things. So, but yeah, I, I had a discussion with Rick Owens and that was quite phenomenal about his furniture. Um, so obviously we know Rick is for, for like his um, fashion, yeah. and, you know, wear, um, but talking about his furniture uh, was such a phenomenal thing to kind of, you know, talk about in, in the fashion space. I also, um, remember interviewing Iris Van Arpen, who's a couture designer, and she um, was one of the first fashion designers. I think she's from the Netherlands, actually. Yes, mm -hmm. she was from the Netherlands. Edit that out, Seth. She's from the <laughs> Netherlands. Um, 
who, who, who looked at kind of 3D printing and, and the way that she's bringing something so kind of high tech into something like Hood Couture, that is the creme de la creme of the fashion pyramid. Yeah. Um, so that was really phenomenal. Um, I've recently actually interviewed um, Feng Chen Wang on the Jack Purcell that she worked on with Converse. Yeah. Um, and that was one that was really special. You know, I, this is pre-COVID. We hung out in Shoreditch, you know, in, in London, which was phenomenal. And we literally sat there and had breakfast for a couple of hours and just talked about her life, yeah. um, which was a really um, phenomenal story um and and really touched my heart so um it was it was great to be able to publish that piece recently um yeah. around the, um, the recent drop with converse that's amazing i love yeah. that and this is the thing like that's what's so like i guess nice about being in like an editor role is that you get to meet all these different people and you get kind of like a really different perspective on kind of like the industry and how they kind of like fit into it so you mentioned earlier about the designer that you, that's kind of like use 3D printing and um, couture. Um, yeah. How do you think brands will evolve using like digital in like when it comes to footwear? Because obviously with COVID and stuff like that, like obviously like the way that people will shop will be very different. So what's your opinion on kind of like the digital landscape in footwear, I guess? Yeah, well, well I guess technology is a tool, you know? Yeah. Um, and and different designers work differently. Um, there are, you know, so many footwear designers in the space that still, you know, turn to their their like notepad and pen, you know, which is which is so phenomenal. And that's how they start their design process. I think you know technology is inevitable, and it's something that you know I'm hearing is being embraced more and more. Um, if anything, it'll be used to, to like fasten things up and and you know bring in things that are much more particular, um, you know, looking at a colorist or someone on the, on the design side of things, they'll be able to pinpoint and get things perfect. Yeah. Whereas, you know, back in the day, it was very much about the eye. Like, you know, is it that blue Pantone X, Y, Z? Well, with this form of technology, you can guarantee that, you know, on the midsole, this is actually what it is. Yeah. Um, tech, you know, we're seeing such amazing, you know, releases. I was speaking from, from like the sneaker space, you know, with sustainability as well, the way that technology has been able to really help brands, you know, like Nike with, with the Space Hippie, for example, Converse with the Renew, you know, obviously, at, you know, Addy with Parlay um, way back when, and that's all with technology. You know, yeah. if there was technology, they weren't able to, um, they wouldn't be able to turn trash into treasure as such mm-hmm. um, and, and work on those particular processes. So, you know, super long-winded I know I can be super long-winded but when I think of technology I'm just like this is phenomenal um and it's also not just with production but it's with communication as well so you know you know passion of vine is you know in the augmented reality space so ways that brands are able to communicate to their consumer and that's what we're you know very much into at sneaker freaker you know finding these really innovative ways of you know, communicating with that reader that's so in tune and so connected with our brand and want to get that information, we're going to give you something fun and exciting, um, you know, to, to, you know, really activate the way that you're, you know, thinking and, and that emotional connection using technology. So, you know, we've come a long way and there's a super long way to go, which is really exciting, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I love it. Like, so like, yeah, augmented reality is something that I love. Like, I love tech and I'm like, I would say I'm probably like a bit of a nerd and I love like playing around with things like that. And I think there is so much potential for the sneaker industry to play 
with augmented reality and AR and virtual reality and stuff like that, especially like as like events will change and like things like that and how the space will change. Like we're going to rely more heavily on stuff like that, I feel. Yeah. Um, I'm with you there. And I'm just going to say like, I'm old school print, you know, back whenever it was and there was this print is going to die. Prints, print will never die. Print is forever. Um, But so is, the, the tech side you know yeah. and being able to merge like this is something that we often speak about you know we still you know almost 20 years old print sneaker freaker magazine you know yeah. we're working on issue 44 issue 43 sold out so it's kind of behind me you know two copies <laughs> oh, awesome so that was so well, well received and that's that tangible that's that you know collector's item you know yeah. We often have people being like, where can we get issue one, two, three? I'm like, good luck. I can't even get my hand on issue one. You know, I've been working for Sneaker Freaker for a couple of years and I'm just like, God damn, where's my issue one? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? well, I um, it's definitely a collectibles thing and it goes like hand in hand. Like people connect, like collect sneakers and like there's all these kind of like this kind of like paraphernalia, I'll call it, that oh, kind of absolutely. goes along with it. And Sneaker Freaker is kind of part of that. Like I've got mm-hmm. the, um, the massive book as well that's like sits on my coffee table and I also have like all the issues and stuff like they're all on my bookshelf and I think that is such a huge part of the culture and I think it's a really important part of the sneaker industry yeah so I guess this is just like another question for me you spoke a lot about like augmented reality and like that's something that you're really into so like what's your process for like making a vision become reality like Mm. Well, anyone that knows me is just like I'm a planner, like OCD planning. You've got to get the organisation right. Um, but it is about that concept and having, you know, that belief in that, you know, you're able to, let, let me just start that all over again. <laughs> like planning is, yeah. is absolutely key, you know. Um, ha- having the concept um, right is also super important. Belief and the right ingredients mean a really good team. So I guess for me, you know, I'm one person. We're kind of nothing with, with you know, without a team. And we have a really fantastic team globally. Um, each and every person, you know, impacts, you know, Sneaker Freaker and, you know, every idea in, in, in their own unique way. Yeah. So I guess for me, it's just making sure that it's well planned and, and just, yeah, going for it. Like taking risks, you know, if you don't fuck up. Oh, sorry. If you don't, if you don't, you know. <laughs> if you don't fuck up, you'll never learn and just, you know, yeah. not making the same mistake again. Um, and just going about it with integrity and treating people how you want to be treated, I think, yeah. is how, you know, maybe that's a bit too deep for that question of how to turn a vision into a reality. But I think, you know, if you've got a vision, you're going to need help along the way yeah. um, to get the recipe right and treat people well. So, Absolutely. yeah. No, I love that. I like that. Thank you. Um, and then you mentioned before that you're not really loyal to one brand, but you wear silhouettes that kind of like resonate to you. Um, could you maybe name a few of your favorite silhouettes maybe over the past like, year or over the part of your career and maybe show us one from your collection? Right. Well, yes, I'm not really loyal and it's really odd. Like even when I talk to my team, they're like, Oh, how can this happen? Like, how are you? wearing this today and that yesterday it's like well i'm a gemini it's my mood it's it's what i feel um and and to be honest if you know if a brand is doing you know if they're doing great things and they're doing great things for the community i seem to have that connection with them um i guess you know you can't go past a a jordan okay i do love my jordans and i think you know definitely you and i have spoken about 
kind of one of my faves, which is the AJ4 Retro yeah. Military Blue, which I've got behind me, my little stack. Nice. Um, like I, I'm, I'm loving what's coming out of New Balance and Amy Leon Dahl, like yeah. that beautiful classic. I don't know if you want me to show a few bits yeah, of pieces. And then, of course, like some of our, like the Sneaker Freaker Jar Like 3, you know, oh, cola, yeah. you know, that we did, which is like super premium and gorgeous. But obviously, like for me, you know, I just oh, love this release. I love the. This definitely takes me back. Like I, yeah. I just, I don't know why, I just feel like a kid again, even yeah. though like, you know, as a Jordan fall. Yeah. Um, I've got such random stuff. <laughs> like the, and, and these kind of Amelia doors aren't even in my size. You know, they're actually, um, they didn't produce them in the, in the female sizes. Oh, but I do love this. Nice. That's a gorgeous, really beautiful colorway. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like the Sega Freaker. Sorry that you can see my my torso, but yeah. No, it's then, fine. I'm loving this jacket. I'm obsessed with this jacket, actually. Thanks. Um, well, it's actually a Feng Chen Wan jacket. Oh. So, you know, hey. after kind of interviewing her, I just... Well, like, I've got to get something. Like, yeah. I, need, well, um, I had some of, some of the stuff beforehand, but I yeah. just always loved her. So, yeah. And then, of course, like, you know, working with Solomon's, also a really phenomenal brand. Like, I think they've come a long way from a trial point of view. Yeah. Um, I don't, even know, do, I don't even know if you want me to show, but anyway, this is like the tiniest little thing that's on my desk. Um, I have a storage issue in my house where I need to really think about where I'm putting my shoe boxes, as everyone does. But yeah, like, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not going to say like I'm not loyal to a brand. Yeah. You know, I, I, I find value in each brand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, you know, an, an added release that I've actually worn to town is the, you know, um, military trainers, yeah. you know, the, the, like something so basic and classic, like perfect for, for summer or any time, like those yeah. sorts of things is, you know, they're what I appreciate. And then of course, like the, you know, the Air Max series, like that ultimately takes me back, yeah. you know, Chuck Taylor, like, you know, my, my, my first memory of sneakers was literally when I was four years old, yeah. like running around in, in like a, a little pair of red chucks okay. um, that my parents actually still have. Like almost thirty five, like thirty five years on, um, hanging up with like the the toes cut out of it because I didn't want to get my feet out of these these oh. chucks, these red chucks. Oh, yeah. So you know, we all have that memory, and we all have that. Um, you know, well, I speak for myself. I have that connection to 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 many brands. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so I've got a couple more questions. Go for it. What would you like to achieve over the next few years? Like, if there's one thing that you could do, one goal, what would you like to achieve? Uh, I want to run a marathon, that's for sure. Nice. <laughs> so I've kind of started, like, you know, conditioning my feet and conditioning my body. Like, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a big thing. So that's, like, a perfect goal for me. Like, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of thought that way. Um, Professionally, like I'm really loving where I am right now, and I'm just seeing such change um, within within the sneaker space. Like, you know, we're, we're talking as two females in the industry. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. Like, I'm so happy to be able to work for a company that that gives women a platform to speak and um, giving females the confidence to do so. It's actually having a chat to someone this week about you know, there have always been women who fucking love their sneakers. Yeah. Like I always have, there's no difference, but it's, it's been such a male dominated industry that, you know, perhaps 
there are so many women that didn't feel that they were confident or there was a platform to speak. You know, we're seeing our, our female audience skyrocket and go through the roof. And, you know, it is hats off to the brands. Like, you know, as a media outlet, we react to what brands are doing. So, you know, there are colorways that have been brought in, like female colorways. Please don't send me anything pink or any, any, anything floral, you know. But it's so great to know that there are, there are releases that actually consider female sizing, like something so basic. I'm not going to go on about that. Like this is something that, you know, we're always speaking yeah. about. Um, but even like representation of females in the industry, there, there are some amazing women out there who are doing such phenomenal things in the design, you know, sp- design, innovation, tech, whatever it's space. But they've always been, well, you know, often been overshadowed by, by the, met, the, by the spokesperson who are more often than not men. That's changing in the space, and I'm really happy to see that change. So I guess what I want to achieve, A, I want to run a marathon. B, I want to keep doing what I'm doing and keep championing, like like helping to champion these amazing women and people in the industry. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, okay. that's what I and, – and just help, you know, with, with the growth of Sneaker Freak. Like there's some really amazing stuff that we've got planned over the next couple of years. And um, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary in 2022. So to think there's been so much um, happening in the last two decades, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see kind of what's coming up in the next two. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, I can't Pretty wait. Exciting. Like, you're definitely going to do the marathon. Like, I can just tell by speaking to you that you're going to like absolutely smash that. Yeah, and like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to see what's coming up. Uh, yeah. I guess... Usually I would be like, who's an inspiration to you? As like one of my final questions. But actually, I think it'd be really nice for you to, your mum. Totally. Oh, yeah. She's, um, she's such an inspiration. Like, you know, she migrated to Australia like 50 years ago and more now actually, um, with not very much and raised, you know, for, well, with obviously my dad, like, you know, with him. But my mum's a you know really strong inspiration for me because she's never she's always kind of put education first yeah. you know always encouraged us and you know we've never kind of gone without yeah. um, and even today she's always just kind of pushing us forward never once has she pulled us back so I'm just like what an amazing shorty she is and yeah. she's just yeah so great to you know look yeah. up to yeah so, absolutely okay yeah. that's really nice um, and <laughs> like what piece of advice would you give maybe your younger self? So like, you know, there's lots of like young, like women that want to get into the sneaker industry. And we were talking earlier about how we get asked quite often, like how do they work for different brands? How do they, you know, get into the industry and stuff? So what would your like one piece of advice be to the younger generation or to your younger self? Yeah. Well, I I could say believe in yourself, but everyone says that. So I'm just going to say work hard and be kind. Yeah. Honestly, that that's the two, you know, you can work hard and be strong. Yeah. Um, especially as a woman, like, you know, it's often the, God, she's, you know, opinionated. Yeah. Well, you know, I work hard. Yeah. Oh, exactly. you know, so da, 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 da. how about, you know, we shift that perception and just, you know, think about equality for a second and think of, you know, she is a hard worker, you know, if, if there, you know, if there's some, you know, whatever but um yeah I would just simply say work hard and be kind um and you'll find your way like everyone fucks up everyone makes mistakes um that's part of life yeah um but knowing that you have tried 
you know, I'm not going to say tried and failed, but yeah. you know, you tried, it didn't go your way. Yeah. You pick yourself back up and, and try all over again. Yeah. That would be, um, that would be kind of my advice for my young self. Yeah. Um, and also just know, you know, it always gets better. It always gets better. So just keep persisting. Amazing. Thank you. And keep collecting sneakers. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> that is the important thing because that will help yeah. you have a shitty day. A nice pair of sneakers or just looking at your collection actually really helps sometimes. Totally. Like opening <laughs> opening one of my covers, I'm just like, I, 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 I just hear this ah, coming out of it. So, you know, <laughs> I love don't it. stop doing love. <laughs> and then finally, who would you like to see on Women in Sneakers? Hmm. Shit, I'll send you a list, Steph. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Really, yeah, there's some amazing people out there. Yeah. Um, God, I don't. You might need to edit this. I don't want to offend anyone by you know saying like no. get this person, but I'm just like you know there there, there are some women. Yeah, maybe don't, don't include this question. This is between <laughs> you, know, you and I, but but of course, like in the Instagram world, yeah. you know, there are so many kind of people that are well represented yeah. but there are also some some women in the space that are underrepresented yeah. i'm thinking let's let's see those women and, and represent them so yeah. um you know i i guess you know who i'd love to see on women's sneakers is a diverse blend of women from mm. all all backgrounds and from all you know not just you know race or religion or country but also you know what they do you yeah. know a designer would just have a very different um way of looking at things um you know compared to someone in retail or someone in the media landscape so yeah absolutely yeah exactly like i said before that's why i started women in sneakers is because i wanted to give those people a voice and a platform and some visibility yeah. because there are so many amazing women out there that would like yeah. i say would be perhaps maybe too shy or potentially overlooked within the industry and actually they make a huge impact on it so i think it's super important they yep. are represented and that they have a voice um so yeah thank you um that's actually it for my questions um nice. thank you so much thank you so much for taking the time out thank you for taking part like yeah you have had a lot of really interesting and like cool stuff to say so thank you i appreciate it thanks for having me on i hope that was all good steph it was all good don't worry i'm yeah. just gonna pause the recording Go for um, it.